0: Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of CCK Live. My name is Emma Peterson and I'm joined today by Bethany Cook and Frank Padula. And we're going to be talking about the most common back disabilities that veterans suffer from. So let's dive right in. Um, veterans experience a range of back disabilities related to their military service. Back injuries often occur due to the stress of training or combat. There could be a vehicle accident, there could be a fall, um, sometimes even just from carrying the heavy packs and gear or other common duties that veterans might experience while doing their military service. And as with most medical conditions, VA disability ratings for back pain depend on a variety of factors. So today we're going to be talking about what those factors are and how VA might go about rating your back disability. As always, if you have questions or comments, please leave them in the comment section and we will do our best to get back to you as soon as we can. All right, Frank, so how does VA go about rating back conditions?
1: So VA rates most back conditions under what's called 38 CFR, subsection 4.71A, the schedule of ratings for musculoskeletal system, the general rating formula for diseases and injuries of the spine. The criteria are based largely on a veteran's range of motion and different diagnostic codes within this formula are used to rate different back disabilities. Um, Those ratings can range from 0% all the way to 100%. And generally, veterans will need to attend a compensation and pension examination to measure how far they can bend forwards. Backwards and side to side using a goni- goniometer. And then VA will then determine the severity of the back condition based on the range of motion measurements. Um, VA must also take into account functional loss, pain during motion, and flare ups as well.
0: Thanks, Frank. So let's talk a little bit about the different types of back disabilities that veterans might Experience. Bethany, can you walk us through lumbosacral and cervical strains? Sure. So lumbosacral
2: and cervical strains are very common uh, back and neck disabilities. Uh, they are both an injury of the ligaments, tendons, and or muscles of the low back or neck respectively. The injury usually results from stretching that causes a small tear uh, in the tissues in the lower back or neck. Uh, They are also typically caused by overuse and trauma. Um, So we see these disabilities a lot in veterans who uh, a lot of the times um, a veteran with an MOS that required a lot of heavy lifting, uh, they can develop a lumbosacral or cervical strain. Uh, We also see them commonly result result just from uh, physical training even. Uh, pain is a very common symptom of both disabilities, uh, and it can also cause trouble bending uh, or having limited range of motion. So they're both rated by the VA uh, under diagnostic code 5237, uh, with ratings ranging from 10 to 100%. And like, like Frank said, uh, these ratings are based for the most part on forward flexion and range of motion. Although 50 to 100% ratings are based on the amount of unfavorable onkylosis present. And typically, that 50 to 100% ratings, those ratings are very rare
0: with these disabilities. That's right. And it probably would not be typical to see ankylosis with a strain, right, Bethany? Right. All right. So, but something where you could see ankylosis might be degenerative disc disease, um, which is sometimes abbreviated DDD. And it's not to be confused with arthritis, it's a different disability. It usually occurs in the low back or the neck and it's a condition where the discs between the vertebrae lose their cushioning, they fragment or they herniate. Pain frequently occurs with DDD, although it's not in every case. Um, But in some situations, it can also result in numbness and tingling in the upper or the lower extremities, depending on which part of the spine the DDD is affecting. And this is also typically rated based on the range of motion um, criteria that Frank discussed. Um, It's DC Diagnostic Code 5242, but all of these have the same criteria for the 10, the 20, the 30, and so on. Um, It's really depending on your range of motion. Um, And for this disability, you you sometimes do see ankylosis where the spine is is frozen or unable to move at certain segments. Um, Frank, but what about degenerative arthritis of the spine? That's a little different, right?
1: Right. Um, so there are two two main types of arthritis of the back. There's degenerative arthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. Um, degenerative arthritis occurs when cartilage between joints erodes over time, resulting in joint stiffness, limited mobility, and pain. Um, this usually takes place in weight bearing joints, for example, the back, even the hips and the knees. Um, degenerative arthritis is diagnosed through x-rays and it is based on limitation of range of motion of the affected joints. Um, and that would be under 38 CFR subsection 4.71 a, and that could range at 20% or 10%. And the diagnostic code 5242 specifically refers to the spine and this condition.
0: That's right, and if you do have degenerative arthritis of the spine, you could also get those higher ratings. You know, if you were to show a more severe um, range of motion, picture, or even have um, favorable or unfavorable ankylosis. Now, something that we see sometimes is something called intervertebral disc syndrome. Bethany, can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Sure. So, intervertebral disc syndrome (IVDS) for short. Uh, is also known as a bulging or herniated disc. Uh, It's a back condition that involves the irritation of the nerve root and causes sharp chronic pain. Uh, IVDS can be very severe. Um, It can include symptoms such as numbing or tingling in the lower extremities, weakness, and oftentimes you find that it worsens uh, if you spend an extended amount of time sitting uh, or bending. Um, It can also worsen as a result of extended standing, walking, and uh, the numbness or tingling in the lower extremities, um, sometimes that develops to the point of sciatica. Um, It can also lead to bladder and bowel issues as well. VA rates IVDS under diagnostic code 524 through um, and this rating criteria is a little bit different. Uh, It's based on the number of incapacitating episodes that veterans experience due to their low back pain. So, the ratings under this diagnostic code range from 10% to 60% uh, and these ratings consider the length and frequency of bed rest. It's, this rating criteria is a little bit complicated because oftentimes you might uh, see that you get the 60% rating um, and it's not necessarily because your doctor wrote a note saying, I require this number of weeks, I think it's six weeks of bed rest per year. Um, but that rating will typically come as a result of a compensation and pension examination that you attend for the back. That examiner um, might make a note that your IVDS is so severe um, that you probably are in bed around six weeks a year. Extended bed rest for IVDS, uh, while it's a part of the rating criteria, it can actually cause additional issues. Um, it can lead to stiffening of the joints and weakening muscles. So, while your IVDS might be very severe, um, physicians may prescribe physical therapy and medication uh, for pain as alternative treatments over the extended bed rest. Uh,
0: So, this is a condition where those compensation and pension examinations are really important. Absolutely. It's it's definitely a tricky diagnostic code um, because it does have that requirement of prescribed bed rest. So, it really depends on the examiner and the rater. you know, either sort of overlooking that and looking at you know, your, your actual individual disability picture to see if what you're suffering is the equivalent of that um, or VA looking at the range of motion testing. Um, but it, it can be tricky to get the higher ratings here because as Bethany mentioned, um, you oftentimes aren't going to find a doctor who's going to prescribe a bed rest for six to 12 weeks a year. That's just not something you see really anymore. Um, but something to consider when going to those pension exams, making sure you're being really clear with your examiner about how many times you stay in bed or how the disease um, prevents you from doing things, might be the equivalent of bed rest. Um, but speak to an accredited rep, um, an agent, a VSO, attorney, whoever you work with on your claim, um, if you do have IVDS, about the best way to maximize that rating. Um, now, something else that we mentioned that can happen due to back disabilities um, include um, nerve pain, whether it be in the upper extremities or lower extremities. And a very common lower extremity condition is sciatic nerve pain um, that can radiate from the lower back down through the legs. And it most often occurs when the sciatic nerve has been compressed or pinched, usually by a herniated disc in the spine or an overgrowth of bone in the vertebrae. Um, symptoms can include numbness and tingling, a burning sensation, and even muscle weakness. Um, and while technically it's a nerve issue, um, symptoms of a sciatic nerve issue often affect your lower extremities. Um, these issues can begin in the back. And um, the rating criteria for the back specifically instruct VA to rate any neurological residuals that result from your back condition in addition to whatever range of motion. Um, rating the testing might reveal Um, so if you do have radiculopathy or sciatica um, from your lower back condition VA is supposed to rate that at the same time and you don't necessarily have to file a separate claim for it Um, but diagnostic codes to be on the lookout for are um, 8520, 8620, 8720 all which deal with sciatic nerve which is a very common nerve issue that we see. Um, and that deals with paralysis, neuritis, and neuralgia of the nerve. Um, and ratings range anywhere from 10% all the way up to 80% being the most severe when there's complete paralysis, muscle involvement, et cetera. Um, Frank, what are some other common secondary conditions that we see um, due to back
1: disabilities? Well, oftentimes back disabilities can cause or aggravate a variety of other conditions. Um, some examples include radiculopathy, gastrointestinal or even stomach issues, um, hip, leg, or foot disabilities, um, effects of medication used to treat such back disability, effects of obesity caused by a lack of ability to exercise due to such back disability, and even depression can be associated to a back disability on a secondary basis. And... Veterans may be able to receive secondary service connection for any of those disabilities caused by or related to their back disability. And we actually do have another um, YouTube video about secondary service connection that um, if anyone's watching can check that out too.
0: Thanks. Now Bethany, tell us about how a veteran with back disability might be eligible for TDIU.
2: Yes, so you'll have noticed that uh, None of the ratings that we set for back disabilities uh, go up to 100% typically, so it's going to be pretty rare for a veteran to get to a combined rating of 100% due to a back disability alone. Um, so this is where uh TDIU or a total disability rating based on individual unemployability can be really helpful. Um, if you have a service-connected back disability and are unable to work, which happens a lot as back disabilities cause limitations in sitting, standing, walking, uh, lifting, all of which are required in some capacity by most jobs, um, then you may be eligible for TDIU, um, which would allow veterans who are unable to work due to their back disabilities uh, to get compensated at the 100% rate, even if their combined schedule rating does not add up to 100%. So we have a lot of videos on TDIU, how to apply and what VA will look for. So if that's something that uh, you think you might be interested in, uh, definitely check out our videos on TDIU on YouTube.
0: Great, Thanks, Bethany. Well, that pretty much covers just the quick discussion of typical back disabilities that veterans might suffer from. Frank, any final thoughts or recommendations for those out there watching today?
1: Um, Just saying, you know, thank you for tuning in. any more information can be found in our blog or any other videos that we have on our channel. Um, and as always, you know you can stay up to date by subscribing to our channel.
0: Great, thanks Frank. Bethany, any final thoughts or recommendations for people watching? Uh,
2: yeah, I would just say that um, if you have any questions on your back rating, if you think it's um, not high enough, um, definitely reach out to an accredited representative. Uh, oftentimes that range of motion testing can be difficult for CMP examiners, um, so that's something that you'll definitely want uh, someone who's accredited to take a look at if you have any concerns about your back rating.
0: Thanks, Bethany. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone, and as Frank mentioned, to stay up to date on Veteran Law issues, please subscribe to our YouTube channel.